Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm actually going to do um, a continuation of what I was talking about yesterday because when I went and l- listened to it back and listened to the whole, you know, podcast, I felt like there was more things that needed to be said that I didn't cover or some points that I wanted to, t- to, to, to touch on. And it just felt like it just it just bugs me. And, and you know, maybe at times I'm I, in my way of doing things, I might be a bit of an over communicator, but I like to make sure people really get the point. Um, with that said, before I start, if you notice my shirt, I have a really cool shirt that says, who would you like to be? Um, this is by a company called Black Bulb. Uh, Black Bulb is a production company that I shot a, um, a, a series with, well, a pilot with last year in Spain. And they are crowdfunding right now for their project. Um, it's a dope group, dope company, dope film, dope concept. And so if you'd like to see this film and or be able to see this film when it's ready and to participate, meaning to you know help crowdfund and to donate to the project. If you want to check out the project and support, please check them out at Black Bulb on Instagram. It's at B-L-A-K-B-U-L-B. Let me do it again. At Black Bulb, B-L-A-K-B-U-L-B. Um, again, it's a really dope concept, so I would love for you guys to be able to check it out. So if you want to donate and support, please feel free. We would love that. Um, now to get back into, I guess, a continuation of what I was talking about yesterday. When we speak about introspect, introspectiveness or introspection and looking at yourself and how you, how your emotions act and you know, how your thoughts are, your behaviors. The reason I talk so much about, you know, looking at the self and looking at yourself is because I truly do believe people get distracted. I mean, we are in an age of oversaturation of information. I mean, we are literally bombarded with information day in and day out, no matter where we turn. There's just more information. If there's not more information, there's ads because your phone's listening and it just heard a, a word you just said. And now it's showing you ads for that very thing on your on your phone. It's, it's, it's crazy, um, which also is reasons why you should research on your own. Everyone should start making a practice of researching everything that they come across on their own. But that's for another time. We'll get into that later. Anyway, to get to the point, an expression comes to mind in the age old expression, which is it's not you, it's me. And when I thought about that expression, I thought about how timely and how just uh, applicable it is to us, to individuals, to the world, to nations. It's not you, it's me. Meaning, when I was talking in the last episode and saying, oh, um, Everyone's quick to point fingers and to to blame this and blame that and blame this person and blame that person. And and I said, you know, we really need to stop doing that and take more of a hard look at ourselves because we are neglecting ourselves in many ways. And so the more that you begin to do that, I I saw a tweet once, I forget who tweeted, but I saw a tweet once that said self-awareness begins with cringe. And as funny as this might sound, I don't believe enough people are cringing at themselves yet. Every, a lot of people around them are cringing at certain things, but we ourselves are not cringing enough. And I don't mean that you need to be ashamed of yourself in any way. And definitely not what I'm trying to say. Not saying you should be ashamed of yourself. Not saying that you should feel bad or down about who you are or how you act. But when you begin to stop and really look at the things that you do, the things that you say, the way you treat people, the way you act around people, 
um, how you handle pain if someone hurts you and if you retaliate to that person or if you forgive all these things we need to begin to look at because when you begin to take again and I'm diving back into what I said yesterday when you begin to take accountability for the things that you do it offers an insight that I personally find very exciting because what I think lacks most is self-awareness in many of us and and when I, I want to make something very clear as I go on with these podcasts and I get a better format and dive deeper into topics that I really care about I want everyone to understand that I speak about these things because I care about them and because I'm practicing them myself I don't sit here trying to you know do anything in the, in the world of self-improvement to try to act like I'm some guru I'm saying saying and sharing these things because these are things that I am in practice in practice doing myself and things that I find and have found to be very helpful. And so when I go back to the tweet saying, oh, self-awareness begins with cringe. When I saw that tweet, I was like, that's so true because when you really stop and stop, um, when you really start and stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and you start really observing honestly yourself, there's a bit of cringe in there because you will see things that will make you go, man, I didn't realize I talked to people like that, man. I didn't realize at times I can make people feel like that. Man, I didn't realize that I do this thing or that thing. And that's, again, not for you to feel shame with yourself or whatever, but it's the same as looking in a mirror. When you look in a mirror, you don't you don't ever not look in a mirror because that would be crazy. And you might walk around looking crazy. And you, of course, we look in a mirror, all of us. I don't know any person who refuses to look in a mirror. We go to a mirror and we look and we, you know, we can think you ever, you ever had a day where you dress and you think you're uh, killing it that day. Oh man, I know I'm fly today. And you look in the mirror and like a hair is out of place, or there's like something little stain on your shirt and you have something in your nose and you're like, yo, how long have I been walking around like this? And why didn't anyone tell me how long? And I really, and then you have this moment of like cringe because you looked at yourself. And that's what I mean. It's the same thing when you stop and look at yourself um, spiritually, energetically, internally. When you look at your behavior, when you look at who you are and how you treat people, how you do this, how you do that, you notice things. So think of it no differently than looking in the mirror at yourself. When you look in the mirror, you see yourself. And then you also can see, oh, wow, I didn't realize. I'm thinking I'm fine because... I've never really looked at myself or I haven't really looked in the mirror today. I thought I was killing it or it's been a while since I looked in the mirror. With that same practice of physically looking at yourself, it's no different. Self-reflection, self, um, introspection, all those things, it's just the same as looking in the mirror, except it's more on an energetic level, behavioral level, mental level, spiritual level. You just look at yourself. Imagine running around all day saying, ah, oh, that person, hey, your button, your button ain't done. Ah, stupid. You don't know how to do a shirt. Ah, look at your shoe. Your shoes are dirty, but you ain't look at you. You got something you know. And you went around laughing to people. People would consider you an asshole. <laughs> so in many ways, it may not be very different spiritually, mentally, emotionally to look at yourself and observe what you're doing. You got to do the same thing. You got to take that energetic mirror that mental, spiritual, emotional mirror and look at yourself. And I promise you guys, once you do, you will see tremendous things. You will see tremendous things. As an exercise, if you want to start really observing not only yourself, 
but just even the company you keep. Start observing how often people around you talk down about other people. And it might sound very elementary, like, oh, be nice, don't talk bad about it. But no, seriously, as adults, <laughs> look at the people you're around and notice how often they just randomly just bash someone else just for no reason. And I've been that's a place that I personally have been at uh, recently, really looking at that, or at least it's something that's become more apparent to me. And I realize how much we as people, we really at times can just for no reason bash someone else for no reason. And I see people do it all the time. And because I've turned my attention on it, I notice it way more. And I can't, I try my best to exit those conversations or just, I, don't, I try not to engage in that because I don't want to be part of that. Especially just for the sake of, because what I'm now beginning to see is when people are doing that and they're just trashing this person for no reason, there's usually something about them that feels insecure. Which then made me go, okay, well now let me observe if I begin to get ready to start talking bad about somebody or bash someone you know which is not typically me but everyone does it at some point or some way or another they do it um when you're aware of the kind of company you keep and who they talk about or what kind of conversations they hold it'll start becoming way more important to you the company that you keep and the conversations that you have because it's like well yo i don't really want to join in on conversations just bashing this person or bashing that couple or doing this for what I think of the movie, um, I don't know how many of you guys have seen the movie Ready Player One. And something about that movie stuck out to me. And if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry if this is any sort of a spoiler. But listen, there's a spoiler coming for that movie. I'm going to tell you right now. So if you want to, you can go ahead and click off. I'm giving you fair warning. The warning's over. Okay, so <laughs> in the movie, there's a point, you know, everyone gets up every day and goes to the racetrack and they... They're off to be the first to find this treasure, and it's been a, and no one can find this 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 hidden treasure and get to this goal or whatever. Everyone's trying to get this goal, and no one can figure out how to get to it. So every day they do this rat wait, this rat race. They hit this track, they get in their little race cars, and three, two, one, go, boom, and they take off. And the main character in the movie, he came to a point where he finally just kind of looked at things and goes, "Huh, everyone's doing this rat race." they take off and no one can figure it out and for some reason i forget why but for whatever reason something made him look behind him the the, the spot that no one ever wants no one wants to look this way but he did and he stopped and he looked back and he's looking at the racetrack and looking at what's behind him and he just had an idea he was like yo instead of going frontwards everyone's been going this way all this time how many people have really stopped and just gone that way backwards and so he, everyone took off, normal rat race, and he threw it in reverse and just fired it backwards and just started, he took off. And when he did that, a secret door opened up and boom, he dropped down. And he ended up in this secret level where he was able to get to where he, where he needed to go and get to that goal faster than everybody else because he went backwards or what I would consider a person going inward. And when I watched that movie, it was kind of tremendous to me. I was like, oh, look at that. You, you, he he kind of got around this rat race that no one can figure out because he chose to go inward and that's what it was he went backwards and went inward and popped down into the secret little track and was able to beat everybody and get to the goal that he that everyone wanted to get to and life was no different we have to go inward y'all everyone has to go in because everything else is, is a distraction i don't care if you're a runner well i do care if you're a runner that's a different that's the wrong analogy my point was going to be this no one else is your competition. 
no one else is your competition unless you're like racing and listen i'm an actor i still i don't care if i'm up for the same part with someone who looks almost exactly like me who sounds exactly like me even if we're up for the same part that person is not my competition because at the end of the day i understand the casting director is going to be looking for who they're looking for so all i can do is be me all i can do is be me it doesn't matter how similar we are it doesn't matter if we're going out for the same part i am not in competition with that person i'm in competition with nobody and the sooner that we all understand that and we the sooner that we all understand that we are all in competition with no one else but ourselves everyone will be able to grasp the things the life the partners the whatever it is that you want in life much better um you're in competition with no one and i think there's a core in my core there's a part of me i think a part of most people that's very competitive but I've let go of the concept of, oh, this person's my competition. You know, oh, they're in my lane. They stole my opportunity. No. What's yours is yours. But I will tell you this. And I'm going to try to wrap this up because it's already going on 15 minutes. But when I was when I started acting as a kid, my parents put me in a performing arts school. And my first performing arts teacher, I'll never forget her name. Her name is Mrs. Harris. And Mrs. Harris, I actually randomly reconnected with her after year. I looked for her for years. And I actually finally recently reconnected with her on via you know facebook a few months ago and she was just like hey i'm so proud of you you're still doing it and but anyway she was my first acting teacher and when i first start learning to act and i'm on stage doing theater and she was just so tough and so stern this older black lady she was just tough and stern and i didn't know what i was doing i was in the eighth grade or seven, I was seventh or eighth grade and she would just yell you know get into your light you know because we had a state you know a spotlight on the stage and she was like, make sure that you always find your light. Make sure you always find your light. Meaning, be where you need to be so that people can see you. You're here for the show. You're here to put on a show, right? Find your light. And as an actor, when you do, specifically when you do stage, you're taught, you know, you can't look up and then look down at the spotlight on the circle and then step into it. You have to feel you have to feel your light. You have to feel where it's warm. You have to feel on your eyes and on your body. Oh, okay, I'm standing in the spotlight. What that means to me is make sure that you are worrying about where you are. I can't look at the actor on stage and be like, I need to be better than him. I'm in competition with him, so I'm going to go stand where he's at. Like, no, that's not my spot. My spot is over here in this light, in this light right here. You know, find your light. Find where you shine. Find where you feel illuminated. Find where you come alive. Find where you put on this, this show that we call life the best, where you feel happiest. Because when you are in the place that you need to be, then life can deliver to you what you're supposed to have in ways that you never dreamt that you, you were gonna have it. But you gotta find your light first. You gotta be where you're supposed to be. Stop worrying about other people. Everyone's chasing love. Everyone's chasing love. And that's fine. It's very human. But part of the problem with chasing love is you're chasing love. Be where, Just be where you need to be. Love will pull up where you're at. Promise you that. Be where you need to be. I wrote a poem last year and it went something, uh, I don't remember the lyrics right, but and I never shared my poetry or the stuff that I sing or write, whatever. But that's why I have to sing this equipment, these mics and everything, and I record stuff and I just never <laughs> share with anybody. I'm going to work on that too. But I wrote a poem last year and part of it went something like, um, um, 
See, everybody is out searching, they out seeking, looking for love, and they shooting shots. It's open season, standards lower than ever, because it's something you needed. So you give them a shot, because why not? It's better than leaving. But you realize something is missing when y'all be speaking. You smile for the grand, but at night your eyes are leaking. Tried filling a void, but that void is not only deep, and standing looking for love, what you've needed is deeply seated. So it's like, we're all looking for something, but it's like, we're, we're, we're chasing things, and in the process of chasing things, we're leaving our life. Just be in your life. Stand firm in that. Stand firm in that. You'll get the opportunities. You'll find the partner. But stop running after it. Because when you, oftentimes when you're running after something, you're leaving your spot. And we all have our own spot. I don't care how similar you are to anybody. You have your own spot. God made us all that way. God made us all brilliant, gifted, beautiful, unique. I, mean, I don't care how many billions of people are on this earth. We're all unique. I don't care how much you look like somebody. I don't care if you have a twin. We're unique. Period. So stand in your light so you can be seen. Stand in your light so you can receive what you're supposed to be. If, you know, if I'm not in my light, if I'm on stage performing and I'm not in my light, people simply just can't see me. So getting, trying to, you know, tie everything in, just, I just wanted to hammer back in to make sure that you are taking the time to really, I really, I really want everyone to try it. Just stop, observe yourself, and watch how you act. Take one day, pick a day, do it tomorrow, go out and say, you know what, all day today, I'm gonna observe everything in regards to me. I'm gonna stop focusing on everybody else. And I'm gonna observe me. I guarantee if you, if you make it a practice, that is one of the greatest doors you can open. It's a scary door because people hate to be wrong. That's why it's so funny that most people don't ever like to admit that they're wrong. They don't like to apologize. They don't like to ever turn the light on them because it's so uncomfortable. It makes people itch. Like, oh, I can't be wrong. What do you mean? No, it can never be me. It's always us. It's not you. It's me. And the same goes for you. Same goes for all of us. It's not anyone else. It's us. So observe yourself. Observe yourself. Stop worrying about other people. Just observe yourself. Even in situations where you swear you're right, Take a moment within yourself. You ain't got to tell nobody that you're thinking about it. Sure. Just take a moment within yourself. Like, could I be wrong? Could I? Um, that's the door of people. So always remember, it's no one else. It's you. <laughs> and then also understand, you know, we, there's a whole lot of variables in these kind of conversations. I like to talk about conscious, you know, topics. So with any, within any topic, there's so many variables that can change. So please don't take anything that I say too polarized. Don't try to, you know, try to be the middle way. You know, middle way, solo energy. There's a, there's a lot to unpack with the things that I like to talk about. And we have a lot of time to do that. So we will do that at some point. But try to avoid being polarized to the point of like, oh, it's no one's fault but mine. I'm not saying that. But I'm also not saying it's everyone else's fault. Like, you know, hey, some things might be because of you. And some things still might be. You might observe them and be like, no, it's still them. And that's cool. That's safe. That's fine. But take the time to honestly. And with the great part is you can do it in private. No one has to know that you're admitting to yourself, shit, I was right about or I was wrong about this thing. No one has to know. It can be between you and you. But try it. I promise you. I promise you. I just, I'm talking about this because I just see the world and every day it's just blame and outrage and this and that. And no one's going inward. No one is, everyone's doing the rat race. We go out and we try to beat each other and we're just, ah, this person, that person. And no one's going, you know what, let me, what's, what's this way if I go in? What happens if I do that? And I promise you. There's some super duper fantastic things that can happen when you do that. You will unlock yourself in crazy ways. 
Forget about other people. Just challenge yourself. Go inward. Look at yourself. Be honest with yourself. The great part about being honest with yourself is that no one else has to know about dishonesty. You don't have to be embarrassed. Like, I don't want people to know that I was wrong about that. Or that I, this one time I, I, I didn't act so right. And You can admit it to yourself. And then when you're aware of something, that makes all the difference. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Superhuman Podcast, episode three. We'll keep these coming. Uh, and bear with me as I polish this up and get a little better at it. But yeah. Peace.